Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, hello, loves. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Good to have you with us. And uh, everybody's mind is on back to school. And it got me to thinking about uh, what subject, and it might not even be part of the ordinary curriculum, what subject should your kids be learning about and which subject should be taken off of the curriculum? I'm curious. And if you are a school teacher, how much do you invest out of your own pocket in winter coats and gloves and boots and backpacks and everything else? I'm curious. I know a lot of teachers who do this, and they're not all City of Buffalo teachers or City of Niagara Falls, City of Jamestown. Um, You know, they're rather affluent uh, districts. So a chance for you teachers to get in on the action before you've got to go back to work. And if you want to call in anonymously, uh, you can do so or have your spouse call in anonymously. What are they going to do, fire you because your spouse made a call to a radio show? I think not. Uh, 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. One of the things, and I can't believe this did not happen or come up previously on the show, one of the areas in which I believe schools are, shall we say, deficient to say the least, is teaching foreign languages. For, I mean, look, the younger you are, the easier it is to learn another language. And I don't know what it's like now, but back in the 70s, when I was a teenager, um, we didn't have a choice of uh, language classes until I think it was seventh grade. And I took the most practical language there was at the time, German. Um, I wish I'd have taken Spanish, but my interest was in German, so there we have it. Uh, But anyway... Uh, phone number to call for you. What should uh, d- uh, districts teach better? Somebody said relationships, financial relationships. Somebody said geography. Is Do you agree that geography is important? And think about the things that we had to learn, if you are of a certain age, when we were coming through school. For example, penmanship. Remember the penmanship classes? Here's how to do the proper P. Here's how to do the proper Q. O-M-G. It was not a lot of fun for me because I'm not artistically gifted. And frankly, the handwriting used by your humble host would put any physician to shame. 
Um, it's chicken scratch. My signature looks like uh, I, I don't. Know, it looks like an alien, for want of a better term. So, uh, tell me something. What should schools be teaching more? All you people who like to bitch about what's coming out of schools these days, this is your chance to do so. What should they be teaching more, and what should they be teaching less? Uh, it's a real simple question, and I also want to hear from school teachers. And if you don't want to talk about how much money of your own pocket you put into your own classroom, uh, you might maybe you're a recently retired school teacher and you are free to uh, bitch and complain about the administration and requirements and state mandates and uh, everything else. I'm not sure how much freedom you have anymore as a teacher in a public school or a school which receives any kind of uh, financial sustenance from the government whatsoever. Um, because once you take a penny of government money, you are 100% bound to the government dictate. 803, and that, by the way, is a technique employed by fascists uh, uh, for many, many years. Uh, it's what they do. 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Do you believe, as some of our uh, earlier callers today said, do you believe that... Uh, uh, schools should teach about relationships. Should schools teach about finances? And I absolutely believe that these are great skills. And I think the schools need to catch up with the times in terms of, shall we say, electronics. It's all good and fine that you can use Google and find your way around the world. However, uh, you ought to be able to look at a paper map and know fundamentally where you are. And I'm not sure how many kids, kids meaning 18 and under, I'm not sure how many of you could see a map of New York State and find Penyan or Canandaigua or even Albany. I honestly wonder. Even New York City. I wonder. Because, you know, what do we do when we drive? Okay, here's where I'm going. Give me, give me my directions, baby. Uh, whether it's Google or whether it's uh, the other uh, services that people use, you know, it's all it's all good. So what should schools be teaching more of? What should they give up on? And if you are a school teacher, what do you contribute out of your own pocket to your own classroom? And I know many of you school teachers go above and beyond the call of duty. And if you are just joining us, I'm not the guy who hates school teachers. OK, I'm not that guy. All right. Uh, people get confused and it irritates me because I had a lot of great experiences with school teachers. And um, it just it is it just is what it is. And I happen to have a great respect for school teachers without school teachers at the various schools I attended. Brighton Elementary, Benjamin Franklin Junior High School, Kenmore East and then UB without some great professors and teachers. I don't think I'd be um, sitting where I am today across from Josh Schmidt on the other side of the glass at Master Control. I really don't. Um, I had some great influences growing up. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's go to Alex in Newfane. Alex, welcome, sir. You're on WBEN, my love. What's up? How are we doing today? Well, let's put it this way. It's a Tuesday after a holiday weekend, so I'm doing probably about as well as you are. 
Yes, for sure. My, uh, <laughs> it's like, when's the next bloody my, weekend? My thoughts on, yeah, my thoughts on the lacking the most in is history. History. If you don't, yeah, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it over and over again. And that's, a, that's the quickest way to dumb down a, a society. Well, you know, here's here's the problem as I see it with history, and I, I, I forgive my interrupting. I'm I'm sorry. We had cell phone overlap, but my problem with uh, it, it, with history is most history teachers are very boring. They don't know how to make it exciting. They don't know how to make it relevant. For example. If I were to do a lecture on the Norman conquest of Britain in 1066, trust me, it would be the most interesting darn lecture you'd ever heard. Oh, you're, you're for sure. That's for sure. The only thing if I, I were to do a class on the Battle of Gettysburg, believe me, it would be the best class any kid had ever had on the Battle of Gettysburg. I've been there many times. As have I. Antietam, Antietam Gettysburg, all of them. Yes, sir. I really enjoy that. But so why why is history, be, be, getting past the cliche, those who forget history are condemned to repeat it, uh, past, past that cliche, why is it important that people know history? Because if you don't keep a history teaching through the generations, what's happening right now is what happens. You have history being changed as we go. They, they change it to suit their narrative. But if you don't have a generation or two back that knows the way it was cheap, you know, taught before, then they have no problem doing what they're doing. See, here's here's something that, that I think is interesting. I mean, look, history to me is an approximation of what historians say happened many years ago. But, for example, if you want to understand Vladimir Putin, you have to understand that Joseph Stalin is the most popular all-time leader of Russia. They've done survey after survey. Joseph Stalin, the most popular. He's like Russia's Ronald Reagan. And why that is relevant is it shows why Putin is so popular in Russia among most of the people. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I, the way I, when it first hit me, the first, my youngest uh, son, we were talking about uh, World War II, and he says, well, you know, that's only about eight pages in my history book, I said, yeah, and that's about eight years of time. You can't, you can't con conceive of the time that the war took by reading eight pages in a history book. No, you, you, and frankly, sir, as you are, I'm quite sure, well aware, you can't understand World War II unless you understand World War One. Correct. Yeah. Because World War Two was World War One Part Two. And yeah, unless you understand World War One and how that led to World War Two, you might as well be uh, swimming in an ocean without knowledge of how to swim and a life preserver. Yeah, World War Two was, was because of well, the main reason for the Germans would have been too much oppression from the uh, Allies. Uh, well, this is down. this is true. I mean, the Treaty of Versailles was a joke, and even yes. you know the more enlightened people of the time knew that it was going to result in another war in twenty years. This very famous cartoon. Uh, where the diplomats are coming out of the uh, uh, Palace of Mirrors at uh, the Palace of Versailles, 
and there's a little baby in the corner weeping with a little thing that says class of 1940 on it because some people knew that if you humiliate a nation like Germany was humiliated uh, and you make it pay reparations, it really should not have had to have paid uh, given the fact that it was a war, that it was going to be problematical down the line. Correct. There's only a few people who need to really pay for a price of a war. The rest of the people are just literally doing their job. They're protecting their country. They're doing what they're told to do, no different from what we do. Just different leaders. And sometimes they're not any different. Well, un- unfortunately, uh, as I'm sure you are well aware, unfortunately the uh, just following orders thing kind of went out the window during the uh, Eichmann trial. Um <laughs> Well, no, because you know what? I mean, here's here's the thing, and, and this is not going to be a very popular thing to say, but it has to be said in the interest of fairness. If Germany had won World War II, do you think Arthur Bomber Harris, the head of Bomber Command of the RAF, wouldn't have gone on trial for the firebombings of Dresden and Hamburg? No way. Do you think that the United well, States... They would have. They absolutely would have hanged him. And the same thing with the United States using the atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Even though it saved probably a million American lives and millions of Japanese lives, there's no doubt that Harry Truman and uh, uh, Donovan would have stood trial along with Oppenheimer and the other people in the Manhattan Project for crimes against humanity. And, 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 by, and, and, by, and by the way, having, having the Soviets on the Nuremberg trial talking about waging aggressive war is hilarious. Just ask the Finns what, what uh, the Soviets did to Finland. Right. Joseph Stalin wanted their nickel, and, and it was the Winter War. And as a result of the Winter War, that was the first occasion in which the Red Army was basically humiliated by the Finns. Okay, yeah. Sorry, don't don't get me started on that stuff. It's what I do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. My father, my father's father was uh, Sherman for Sherman tank driver for Patton, and my I mean my mother's father. My father's father was in the British Royal Navy from 1938 to 1945. So it was a it's a very big deal in our family. Well, it, it should be. And do you know who else uh, for whom it is a big deal? She's on this radio station an awful lot. Gina Latuka, formerly Gina Browning from the SPCA. Her grandfather served in World War II, never made it home because he was on the Leopoldville, which was a troop ship which was torpedoed by a U-boat on December 24, 1944. As a result, Gina's mom, Joanne, never knew her dad. There is a voice recording extant of her dad, but our, our old traffic reporter before the helicopter crash, Mike Rosman, on the old GR, um, he never knew his dad because his dad died during World War II in combat against the Nazis. Yeah, correct. And my in in, in my own family, my great uncle was killed in the invasion of the Soviet Union. The other one was taken POW, released in 1953 after Stalin died. Um, they were they were on the other side. I should probably add. <laughs> I, I figured that. But no, my, well, my grandfather was on a British frigate, and my father and my aunt were born, were conceived during refueling and re, re, refitting. That's the only time he was ever back, period, for all those years. My goodness. They, they gave it eight, nine, ten pages in a book. 
Hey, and the unwritten story of World War II is all the guys who came home to find kids that weren't theirs. I mean, oh, I agree with that. Yeah, it happened <laughs> a, a lot. Other, that's a whole other chapter. Uh, yeah, that's the unwritten history of World War II in the United States. Um, anything else you want to add to this? No, I think I've taken up enough of your time. I appreciate. No, it. I no, not not at all. It's your time. I'm just I'm just the conduit. Uh, thank you kindly. I appreciate the call, my friend. Let's go back to the calls. What should schools be teaching, and what should they be teaching less? And if you're a teacher, I would love to hear from school teachers or recently retired school teachers about frustrations on the job, because I cannot imagine what you have to go through in 2023, because when I went to school a long time ago, class of 81, uh, the teachers uh, basically, I think they had a lot more freedom than they do today. Uh, let's go to David in Williamsville. David, you're on WBEN. Welcome to the show. Ah, yes, Tom. I don't know where to begin with after that uh, whole thing. But anyway, back to <laughs> what kids should learn in school. They should learn how to live, checking accounts, how to apply for credit, how to apply for even the simplest loans. None of this stuff is taught anymore. These kids come out of cow- or out of high school, and the only thing they're taught is how to pass that one state exam so the school looks better. That's that's the only thing they concentrate on is that one. It, that's it. Just the core learning, or whatever they call it these days. You know that that's that is very unfortunate because um, just something as stupid as how to maintain a checking account, how to properly manage money, it ought to be taught. And believe it or not, sir, in eighth grade at Ben Franklin Junior High School, as it was called back then, we had what was called a business teacher, Mister Lorry. We had it in 1985, and we had something called home economics and business. So, therefore, you either had one or the other. And it, you learned how to check an account, blah, 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 whatever. And it helped. It, that's how I learned, pretty much. Because you know what? Making mistakes on my own, you learn really quick that way. Hey, as did, as did I. I had a great yeah. teacher when I was younger. So, as I got older, I knew how to do a checkbook. I knew how to save money. I knew how to buy stuff. I knew how to, well, I didn't, they yep. didn't teach us how to negotiate. That, that, by the way, should be a course in high school, negotiation, how to negotiate. Yeah, I, I, I think it's kind of antiquated these days because everything is done online and there's no face-to-face. There's no nothing. It's just, you know, type here. I, I, dis- I disagree. I disagree. Every transaction in our human lives is based on a negotiation of some kind or another. Even your intimate relationships involve negotiation. Yo, yeah, yeah. It, it ultimately, yes, that's what it comes down to. Says the guy who couldn't hold on to a relationship with a player of players. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, but but no, it, it's really important. I think it is. And I think that's totally lacking in uh, all of schooling today. These kids come out and they don't know they don't know diddly about diddly, as far as life lessons. To be honest with you, nor do they know about Bo Diddley, which is a real shame. 
Oh, well, uh, and my children do. They sorry, live. that's going that's going way. I'm sorry, that's totally old yeah, school. Okay, I'm not that um, old, but but how about I'm sorry, how about the whole uh, relationship thing? I thought there was a great point brought up by Mike that children, our children, do not know how to interact face to face with people, and that's one of the things. You know what? I, I'm I'm very proud, especially. Well, I'm proud of both my kids, but especially my daughter. Um, I, what I, I mean, it's it's great that people tell me, oh, she's a great lawyer. But when they tell me she's super nice, that that is everything to me. Oh yeah, no, I totally agree because I mean, you can be a keyboard warrior and say anything you want, but it, when it comes down to it, it, no, you you have to be a person, and you have to be able to face to face talk to somebody. I mean, we ran into an old football coach that was probably, I am not, at least 15 years ago at a certain little fair that happened over Labor Day over here. <laughs> and he was looking for my son, and they haven't seen each other in at least 15 years. And he was like, where is he? Where is he? How is he doing? Blah, blah, blah. And they went and met up, and it's like, oh, my God. It's like they just left each other on the field two minutes ago. Oh, it, it was awesome. I'm that's sorry. that's I that's felt, awesome. What did you proud. did you go to Clarence? Did you go to Clarence? Uh, yes, yes, sir. Oh yeah, did you see hit and run? Yes, we did Saturday. Yeah, we seen Christian and the boys Saturday. Yep. Oh, how nice! Yeah. And you didn't say hello to me. I was wearing my pumpkin shirt. You didn't say hi. Uh, I didn't get that deep into the tent. I stay on the outskirts a little bit. But my goodness, anyway. my goodness. Well, yeah. so do other people, but for different reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you kindly. I appreciate the call. Yeah, I appreciate no, it. Subject. I hope everybody else calls in because I'm sure I'm not the only one with this opinion. These yes, I've got to learn life lessons. Put it, uh, you know what? I agree. Life. And we're going to see what other people have to say, my love. I thank you very much. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. And, and don't get all excited if I say my love to a dude. Okay. I saw Mayor Brown yesterday. I shook his hand. I kissed him on the cheek. I do that with my guy friends. And if you want to make something of it, make some uh, make something of it. Quite frankly, at this point in my life, do you think I really care? Because I do. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, you know who a parrot head is? Come on, you gotta let it roll. I mean, come on, guys. What are the chances that I mentioned come Monday by Jimmy Buffett on Thursday and Friday he dies? Do you have any idea what kind of a complex I'm getting? Because what is he, the 10th or the 15th person I've killed by mentioning someone you haven't thought of in a long time on the show, and within hours, they die. I'm shocked the FBI well, they're worthless anyway. I'm sorry. I'm surprised some legitimate law enforcement agency hasn't asked me if I take contracts out on these people. Uh, the answer would be uh, no. Why would I? Anyway, <laughs> it's uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. I, I used to respect the FBI, um, but I really don't anymore. I'm sorry. Because, uh, you know, for one thing, they know and I know that I'm right about certain things, but ask them for help and it's like they stick their head in the ground like an ostrich and I know that they know that I'm right about certain things and those certain things may be found on the Bowerly and WBEN Facebook page uh, let's get uh, back to the calls on WBEN uh, never let the bastards forget man uh, here is Kyle in Amherst on WBEN Kyle welcome you pot smoking hippie <laughs> hey good afternoon sir I'm not a Beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> What's going on, bro? Well, the last caller uh, said they don't teach kids uh, finances and checkbooks and stuff. And the district that I work in, they do. They teach them all that stuff, every student. Um, the only problem is they teach it to them when they're freshmen uh, versus when they really should teach it to them their senior year or junior year so they actually can remember it. Uh it's called uh, some type of financial management where they do all the whole interview, checkbook, this and that. Uh, but I was calling originally to talk about the finances. Uh, I spent a lot of money on food for the kids, I tell you that. Uh, well, go go into some uh, some more details on that because, see, you know, we, we live in this bifurcated, dichotomized America where on the one hand we hear about childhood obesity and on the other hand we hear about kids who aren't getting enough proper nutrition. Yeah, so you got to, you got to, yeah, th- th- that's true. Uh, you know, one thing I do find out is a lot of kids are hungry. Uh, so 
you know, for a good portion of my students, I don't have a large class at some time. So my wife, I'll bring in some extra food for dinner uh, for the kids and stuff like that. And then I'll buy some of those boxes of, uh, uh, you know, you get those chips. Uh, there's like 42 in the box. And, you know, and, and water, too, also water. Uh, you get the case of water from certain stores. You can get them for, like, maybe 50 in a case. You know, it breaks down to be about 11, 12 cents per bottle. So, I mean, I, you know, it adds up after a while. But, you know, because a lot of the school uh, water fountains completely suck, really. And right. I'm always a big fan of hydration, you know, especially now at this time of year. So I feel bad for some poor kids, you know. So I really try to incentivize uh, that into the uh, educational process. You know, uh, Kyle, to, you know, Kyle, in, are you are you um, at liberty to tell us in which district you work? Uh, Buffalo Schools. Okay, Buffalo Schools. And can you talk about the gratitude the kids that you actually help express to you? Because, as you well know, there are people listening who are say, who are going to be saying, well, these kids feel entitled, like they don't have to work for anything. Everything is going to be handed to them. Can you please explain why that is incorrect thinking yeah no i don't i don't i i don't see it that way i mean i'm sure you'll have some entitled kids but a lot of my kids appreciate the fact that the water and the foods you know they they work for it you know it's not like it's just handed to them uh it's kind of an incentive plan and another mm. thing is uh by the time a lot of these students become seniors they got jobs they want to work they want to get out there and make a, a living. You know, a lot of them, that's, that's, that's the only money they're going to really get. Uh, you know, Kyle, I, can I, may, may, I, may, I, may I offer you a thought to think about here as we continue our dialogue, because I always love talking to you, but I, I have a theory on this whole situation. Do you know why the kids appreciate it? Do you know why they appreciate the bottled water? They appreciate it because you may very well be the only adult in their life who actually seems like they give a flying fig about them. The mere fact that you are considerate enough to bring them bottled water and snacks, that is an act that shows they are important to you. Yeah, and I wish we had a lot more of it because, you know, not every kid comes from a, a terrible situation, but we got a lot of kids who, who come from homes where, you know, honestly, their their parents aren't making a lot of money, you know, and, and you can tell the kids who are needy. There's kids who aren't even my own students. They'll come and they'll, like, oh, Mr. B, you know, can I, can I get a, you know, can I get a water? I'm like, all right, all right. I'm like, you know, sure, you know, because I hate to turn a kid down who's thirsty. I mean, it's more. It's not no, like but what what you are doing, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you something, and uh, maybe we have some psychologists or counselors listening, but here's my take on what you're doing. What you're doing is you're showing those children that you think they are important, and I happen to believe that you may be the only adult they're going to run into that whole day who thinks they're actually important. And that's what I say about school bus drivers, too. School bus drivers start the day and they end the day with their students. And for a school bus driver, your smile and good morning may be the only kind word they're going to get that day. And that's vitally important. And that's another thing, too. I always try to make sure I'm smiling. You know, even if I have a bad day at home with my own kids and family, I really leave it at home. I try to leave everything at home and everything at work. 
because I don't want my home life being interfered by my school life and vice versa. You know, you, I go into the, you know, and, and you know, I try to tell adults this all the time, especially ones that don't work with kids. These are just kids, you know. You got to understand they're just kids. They didn't raise themselves, you know, so you got to have a little more patience, a little more tolerance. Right. And, you know, I, I can remember years ago uh, there was uh, this one lady. She would always, you know, like, you know, you can't take that out the cafeteria. Like, you know, and that needs to come kids. They're just going to take it home. You know, it's not like they were trying to hoard food. And I thought to myself, wow, that's just so mean and cruel, you know. An apple, a banana, I mean, I mean, we're supposed to encourage kids to eat healthy. And here you're yelling at the poor kid for take, trying to take out a, a banana from the cafeteria. I mean, you should see all the food that gets thrown away. Oh, uh, anyway, that's another topic. I, I remember it. Um, <laughs> I also vividly remember uh, intentionally dropping my tray to get attention. Um, yeah, that was yeah, that's, uh, that's, awkward. That's what kids do. At least they I admit attention. it. At least, I, Kyle. At least I admit it. I remember that happened once. Um, but no, I, 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 as far as your colleagues are concerned, I mean, one of the things I hear from people who are involved more so with Buffalo schools, and I'm sure I'd hear it if I hung out more in the Falls, if I hung out more in Jamestown, or for that matter, North Tonawanda. One of the things I hear is, "Hey, Tom, when these teachers call in and they say that they put a lot of their own money back into the classroom and their students, they're not kidding you." I've done the same thing myself. Can you expand upon that, please? Yeah, I uh, I mean, I've seen, you know, each teacher does things differently. Some don't. There's a lot that do. Uh, there's a lot that will take on kids as a uh, kind of a adopted child type of situation, you know, taking them out shopping for getting ready for prom or some senior function or some type of, uh, you know, go get them a pair of new shoes because their shoes are falling apart. I mean, there's a lot of things that, go on uh that stuff behind closed doors that no one really sees you know you, you uh there's there was a, a coat lady uh she was known in the district uh for being a coat lady i had to go to her school to get a coat for a student uh because he was only wearing a a hoodie uh in the winter time you know uh you know i don't know how she got the coats but she was called the coat lady and she had tons of coats in her in her uh in the back of her classroom, you know, all different sizes too. You know, they were new too, really. Um, um, or they look new. Uh, but you know, I, I, my portion is the food, you know, I hate to see hungry kids. And I figured of course. a long time ago, what a good way to incentivize education is by rewarding kids with a good cooked meal or some snacks, you know, and, and definitely water, uh, and stuff like that. And to help encourage them to, to want to do better in school. You know? May I take May I take a wild guess that the parents you do for whom you do the most are least likely to show up for the parent teacher conferences? Yeah, you're you're right. I mean, that's usually yeah. what happens. You know, uh, that that's that's a shame. But you know what, though, in a way, it buttresses what I'm saying that you and the other teachers who take an active and loving obviously within boundaries, um, loving relationship with your students, you have more of an effect than you think you do, and so do the school bus drivers. I mean, being a school bus driver is more than just getting the kids from point A to point B. Like I've said many a time, you may be the only smiling face wishing them a good morning the entire day. And that's really the approach I try to go into it. You know, I really... You know, the, what you just said is what really keeps me going, you know, uh, just 
trying to be that person who could possibly make a difference in that kid's life, even if it's just for a moment. I mean, I see kids now, they're grown. They're 30 some years old. They all come over and shake my hand, try to give me a hug and, and thank me for things that happened 15, you know, 18 years ago. And stuff well, that's like that. that's the that is the impact, Kyle, that you can have as a teacher. And I can name so many teachers from university, middle school, and elementary school who had profound effects on me. And you're having a profound effect on your students and are a credit to your profession. You thought I was going to say credit to your race, right? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Kyle's been calling into the show for a long time. So if we want to bust chops, we're going to bust chops. Um, Kyle, I'm grateful for your phone call, um, and I thank you kindly for checking in with us. And have a great year. Keep us posted, all right? Take care. All right. Thank you, Kyle. There is uh, buddy Kyle on uh, WBEN. And the thing is, when uh, people call in uh, enough times, you get to know enough about them to uh, – um, have a feeling of from where they're coming and what their background happens to be. And, uh, you know, when I bust chops with Rambo Jim, I bust chops with Rambo Jim. When I do it with Kyle, I do it with Kyle. It's all the same. All right. It is eh, coming up on 353 at News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, this is the time of year when, hey, everybody is thinking about back to school. Some of you have dropped your kids off uh, to college for the very first time. And that can be a daunting experience. Um, And uh, one of the things that uh, when you're moving your kid into a dorm that is very important is to make sure that everything gets desanitized, or I should say sanitized, uh, when you you move in, like wiping the doorknob, wiping the light switch, and all that kind of stuff, just so the previous tenant's germs are removed. Um, And this was even before COVID, my dear even before COVID. Um, but it's a very, look, it's a very emotional thing. And it's a very emotional thing, um, sending your kid off to school or daycare for the very first time. It's, uh, you know, it, it's, you know how we talked Friday about birthdays and about how birthdays can impact us? Well, so can your children's birthdays or their milestones in life. They can affect you too. I mean, you can be the hardest boiled SOB in the world, but the first time you send your kid off to kindergarten, especially the first one, it's like, whoa. And then when they move out of the house and you're looking at empty nest syndrome, it's another whoa. So I'm just saying, look, life goes on, life goes by. And, uh, you know, for those who want to know, even though I crossed it out on my calendar, I guess the newspaper wished me a happy birthday. So thank you to the Buffalo News. I will confess, thank you. I did not see it, but thank you to the Buffalo News for acknowledging my birthday. Uh, But uh, yesterday at uh, Russell Salvatore's Labor Day party, uh, had a chance to meet and run into, again, a lot of very, very nice people. I mentioned the mayor. Uh, Mike Bellani was there. Big Gay Jerry, his guy Brett. And it was, uh, I saw Charlie Ciotta. I didn't have a chance to talk to Charlie. He's the uh, barber in Williamsville, where I now go to get my hair cut. And uh, just a lot of really nice people. And uh, I told you I'd be the tool wearing the cream-colored suit. It's not white. It's actually cream-covered. And I'm sorry, going to an Italian party with a cream-colored suit takes some serious daring. 
I'm just saying, ask Jay Desiderio how careful I was on a Friday night with everything I ate. Not a single stain on the lapel or the shirt or the tie. I was very proud of myself because uh, usually um, it doesn't work out that way. Um, much to the dismay of my dry cleaner, Rishma, and her husband uh, over at Johnny's. Anyway, how you, how you doing? How you doing? Uh, 803-0930. What should schools be teaching your children? What do you want your kids to learn? And what should they lay off of in terms of education? And if you're a school teacher, I'd love to hear from you because, look, I love school teachers. Don't I am not the guy, and somehow I got this label, and I don't know how, I am not the guy who never liked school teachers. I love school teachers. Look, I'm a union member too, okay? Does that make you feel any better? SAG-AFTRA. I have my official union card in my wallet. So please don't think that I'm anti-union, anti-labor, anti-teacher. I'm not, not in the least, but somehow I inherited that label. I have no idea how I got it, why I got it, where I got it, but... um, I love teachers, and it's just, uh, you know, I uh, how, how can I not when teachers have had such a profound and positive impact upon my life, personally? Uh, but uh, 803, and that's another question I'll throw out, in addition to what your kids should learn and what they should slack off on, um, without naming names, did a teacher make a positive impact on your life? And I must tell you the truth, as I always do, um, I had so many teachers who made an impact on my life in Kenton, uh, at UB. It's not even funny. I wouldn't be half the person I am today without the input of those teachers. And especially at the university, uh, most of them were Jewish people from New York City who took me under their wing. And they had a profound effect on the way I view the world and uh, it, it's, it, was just, it was just super cool. I mean, here I am, white bread suburb boy, and the New York City Jewish professors took me under their wing like I was one of their own. And I was, that was, frankly, that was a good feeling. Um, it made me feel very, very good. It is uh, 3.50, whatever it is. Um, sorry, I'm getting the cataract surgery. It's 3.57 at News Radio 9.30. Friday I'll be out because i got to get this left cataract taken care of, obviously. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.